Welcome to episode 106 of the Maybury Devotional entitled Preaching to Madeline. Today I'll be looking at season 4, episode 8 of the Andy Griffith Show, Opie's Ill-Gotten Gain. And today I'll be looking at scripture from Proverbs chapter 13, verse 4. In the beginning of today's episode, we see Opie at the breakfast table trying to finish his homework. Barney stops by and he starts talking to Opie, keeping him from finishing his homework. Andy's a little worried about Opie's grades and thinks he's not doing well, but Opie assures him that the teacher likes him, so he'll do well. Later, we see how Opie shows up with his report card to give to Andy, and Andy's expecting some bad grades from Opie, but he's just as surprised as Opie shows him a report card full of all A's. The next day at school, we see that Miss Crump calls Opie to the front of the class and tells Opie that, well, she messed up on his report card and she ends up having to change his grades. Later that evening, Andy, still happy over Opie's grades, brings home a new bicycle for Opie to surprise him and congratulate him for what he'd done as a reward. When Opie finds the bicycle as a reward for his grades, his guilt gets the better of him, and instead of riding it, he goes back upstairs to study. The next day at the courthouse, Barney enters with an old history book of his and shows Andy how he can still remember the preamble of the Constitution. With just a little bit of help from Andy, Barney is able to recite the whole preamble word for word. Opie stops by the courthouse and tries to tell Andy how the teacher messed up on his report card, but he's not able really to get in a word in edgewise, and Andy just keeps on bragging on him each time that Opie tries to tell him. The next day, Miss Crump stops by the courthouse and explains to Andy how she messed up on his report card. Andy comes home to ask Opie to explain his grades and finds that Opie's left a note that he's running away. Andy finds Opie walking down a dirt road, and when he pulls up to him, Opie is able to finally admit that his report card was wrong, and he tells Andy how he didn't want to disappoint him. The epilogue shows Opie running up on the porch and showing Andy and Aunt B the arithmetic test they'd just taken, and he got a B-plus on it. After hinting around for a few minutes, Andy finally agrees to let Opie go out and ride his bicycle. The scripture I want to look at today comes from Proverbs chapter 13, verse 4. The soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing, while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. This is from the English Standard Version. Some verses in the Bible speak for themselves and really don't need an explanation. I want to look at this reference to the the Andy Griffith Show episode first, and then we'll come back and kind of dwell on this verse a little more. Now, in this Bible verse I'm looking at, I don't want you to think I'm calling Opie lazy, but I'm not going to say he was real diligent either. In the beginning of the episode, we see that Opie's working on his homework at the breakfast table. It's a possibility that Opie had a large amount of homework, and maybe he worked on it all night long and all morning, but I've got a sneaking suspicion that, well, he waited until the last minute to finish his homework. Yeah, I've probably had a little bit of Opie in me when I was in school also, so I kind of recognize what that look was all about. We also see that Miss Crump changes Opie's grade back to what it's supposed to be, and she makes a comment that he could receive all A's if he would just work for it. This leads me to believe that Opie is smart enough, but he just wasn't putting forth the attention and the effort that he needed to. Opie started feeling guilty because Andy started bragging on him so much, but Opie truly knew that he didn't deserve any of the praise because he didn't get all the A's. We see Opie, he turns around at the end, he starts working harder, he's able to bring one of his grades up to a B plus, showing Andy how he really was working hard and being diligent with his work. Now I want to look at the Bible verse again, and we want to look at the from really two sides, the first being more of a literal side. In one of Aesop's fables, he tells the story of a hard working ant who puts forth 
all kinds of work during the summer and he puts up food and he works real hard. And then there's a lazy grasshopper who, well, he dances the entire summer and he doesn't do any work. When the winter comes, we see that the grasshopper has nothing to show for his summer and for his work and his, his dancing while the ant has plenty of food. The lazy grasshopper, or person in this case, only looks to the here and now and never has ambition for the future or for anything except for those things that make them happy now. The diligent ant will have plenty because they took time to prepare for the future and what is coming. This can be said for supplies such as food or you know, even money if we think about it as retirement. The second way I want to look at this Bible verse is about looking at it from more of a spiritual aspect of its meaning. I want to think about spiritual wisdom. Now, everyone hold on tight for a minute because here's where I'm getting ready to go from preaching to meddling. So just bear with me. Don't don't turn off the podcast yet. If I asked, I think most of us could name four members of the, the Darling family. I'm sure we could name at least four people who've been sworn in as deputies on the show. And as a bonus, we could probably name the exact name of four episodes of The Andrew Griffith Show. Now, you might think that's easy, and I would agree, but let me ask this question. How many people can name four disciples of Jesus? Can you name four of the Ten Commandments? Can you name four of the miracles that Jesus done here on earth? Are we as diligent about studying the Bible as we are about studying The Andrew Griffith Show? Now, if you named Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John as the disciples, I'll give you partial credit because that was the the Gospels. But again, there was a couple of them that were. And don't feel bad if you don't remember the Ten Commandments because really most people get lost after the one about the right to keep and bear arms. And if you named one of the miracles of Jesus being that the Cowboys made it to the playoffs this year, well, I'll be honest with you, you're not wrong. I've got a friend of mine who complains because they don't know much about the Bible. But when I ask, how much time do you spend reading the Bible? I find it's very little. In a sermon by Adrian Rogers, he is quoted as saying, You will never be a growing Christian without a knowledge of the Word of God. These hath God married, and no man shall part. Dust on the Bible, and drought in the heart. I don't take as much time to study the Bible as I should. It seems I'll make time for everything else, but I don't study like I should. Solomon writes in Proverbs that those who are diligent are richly supplied. It's that way with anything. If you want to play the piano well, you have to practice over and over. If you want to be able to paint well, you have to paint over and over and be ready to mess up. If you want to be a trivia champion at Mayberry Days Trivia, you have to be diligent and watch the show over and over. If you want to learn the Word of God, you have to be diligent and study. Now, I'm not suggesting that we you know, quit watching Andy and Barney just to study the Bible more. No, I'm thinking we need to give up other TV shows and maybe even the news. You know, I'll be honest with you. I quit watching the news about two years ago, and I've been happier ever since. I'm much happier uninformed than I was when uh, when I was informed and watching the news. We watch and study the characters of Mayberry, and people sometimes will refer to us as experts because of our love of the show. How much more should we study the Bible so that our love for God and His Word will reflect in our lives to others? Okay, I'm going to quit meddling now so that you go back to watching your favorite episode. But when you get finished, open up your Bible. Find a story and read it and study it. Maybe one day we can form a club. You know, maybe a Mayberry Minuteman club. Always there with the answer. Oh, wait a minute. That's another episode. Well, anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Mayberry Devotional. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast and leave me a rating. I'd appreciate it. 
I hope you'll join me next week as we'll be looking at Season 4, Episode 9, Up in Barney's Room. Until then, thanks for listening.